welcome to the Citizens of Life podcast. I am your host, Anya Hildreth. I am a thriving single biracial mom who grew up as a third culture kid who balances being an engineer, raising two kids, an integrative wellness life coach, and podcast host. I also live with type 1 diabetes and Hashimoto's disease. My passion is helping stressed out, overworked single moms navigate and balance their personal and professional lives, a process of empowerment I call becoming a citizen of life. Each week, I'll be discussing and interviewing professionals from around the world that I've gotten to know on topics involving our mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual health. I hope these conversations will inspire you to create your your own unique integrative wellness journey to healing in order to be the citizen of your own life. So grab your notebook, a pen, have an open mind and an open heart, and let's get started. Hi, citizens. This is your host, Anya Hildreth, and you are listening to the Citizens of Life podcast. And today we are talking with mindset coach Maria Leandra, or better known as MA, about the future of how women are showing up in their own businesses. Maria Leandra is a mindset coach, content creator, and strategic sorceress who believes in a world where women are lit up on purpose and fully connected to their truth while they generate abundance and make an impact. After 16 years of working her way up to marketing and branding senior director for a mainstream media network, she took a risk and embarked on her own true heart's calling, empowering and guiding other visionary women. She is the creatrix behind several programs and coaching experiences that elevate other visionary entrepreneurs, such as the Creatrix Collective and Entrepreneur JumpSpark, a movement that encourages entrepreneurs, leaders, and coaches to align their ambition with their intuition, which, by the way, I'm a part of. Every coach needs a coach, and we entrepreneurs are always investing in ourselves. She also co-hosts a weekly podcast called The Couple Shift with her hubby Jules and is a podcast host of her own show called The MA Podcast. Originally from Puerto Rico, you can now find her in Miami making magic with her husband, four-year-old son, and dog Nova. So let's talk about that passion that's growing inside of you to create something. If you're ready to start that business, then check out our discussion and how she guides women entrepreneurs to be unstoppable. For the entrepreneur in all of us, you're not going to want to miss this juicy episode. So grab a cafecito and let's get started. Today, I have with me, I affectionately call you MA, which people call you that too, by the way, but it stands yes. for Maria Leandra. So we were talking the other day and you came up with this great title and we're going to title this The Future of How Women Are Showing Up. And this is a perfect segue into actually what both of us do. So I want to start off by with a couple of things before I start getting into asking you some questions. Okay. So mm -hmm. I did some research and some interesting fun facts. Okay. So first of all, women are starting businesses 1.5 times more than men. Women are still making 80 cents on the dollar compared to the men. Women businesses are failing. And by the way, Latinas make less. Even worse. So, yeah. Either way, we're making less. And the reason why women businesses are failing is because, guess what? We're trying to do business like men. Ooh. Mm. All right now. And then the last fact, 95% of women won't make under $100,000. That's bad. That's pitiful. That's just terrible. What, what was the percentage again? 95. 95% of women that, that start their businesses? Just 95% of women. Or 95% of women in general. In general. Will not make everywhere. over 100K. Over 100K. Can you believe that? that isn't that insane? Okay. That came that from. That. That's what I said immediately when I saw that. I was like, there's no way. I feel like the shift, I call it the shift. Yeah. The shift is going to move that number a lot. A yeah. Lot. So before I get, let me go into your bio. All right. So MA is a coach, trainer, speaker, and podcast host who specializes in helping women unlock their true potential and reach deeper levels of greatness and freedom while they make an impact on the world. Through a combination of strategic and intuitive coaching, she guides her clients into aligning with their purpose, living authentically, stepping into leadership, and activating an empowering mindset. She believes that the key to thriving is honoring and integrating our inner drive with our divine wisdom. 
M.A. is the creator of the Rock Your Life movement and an online community that encourages women all over the world to awaken their inner power and show up with passion and purpose. That's about yeah. right. The thing that's evolved from like it's now the whole Creatrix Consciousness movement, which is just part of the evolution of my own stepping into my own leadership. But yes, that what you said is what I do proudly. I love what it. I, what I aspire to do every day as I wake up in the morning. <laughs> Girl, you do it. You did a, what would you call it? That three-day event that you had. It was like a live conference slash retreat. <laughs> it was a live virtual <laughs> extravaganza. It moved me to my core. Uh, <laughs> I even I found that. myself on day three wearing a damn crown. Yes. <laughs> yes. I put on my little crown. I actually, that was my wedding. I wore that on my wedding day and I wow. kept it for my daughter. And you were like, queens, you know, you were just moving me so much. I rocked the shit out of it. And I felt so wow. proud that day, that whole weekend. That It was Thursday, Friday, Saturday, mm-hmm. Sunday. Yeah. And it felt so good to find other women in the same frequency. Oh, gosh. Okay, okay. Oh, it's so So, good to hear that. Oh, my gosh. Great. I can't wait to get into all that. Okay. So let me ask you about before you got into being an entrepreneur, what did you do before so that people realize and understand that you've got this clout behind you of being working in the male-dominated world Mm -hmm. before you decided to start into being an entrepreneur? Yeah. So I worked in the corporate world. I was an executive for a television network. So I started as a coordinator, climbed up the ranks all the way up to senior marketing and branding director for a big TV network. So I had a host of things under my responsibility, you know, from it ran the gamut, like, you know, everything from launching new shows, obviously marketing, branding, promotion, like branding the network, branding specific programs. So I was integral in a lot of the conversations that were happening as we were bringing things into existence, you know, seeing what was matching with the research we were doing. I did a stint where I did a lot of the really big events that we were planning as a company. So like for consumer facing, everything was consumer facing. And It was an amazing training ground for me in so many ways. And it was the beginning of me really combining. And I remember saying, like, as I sit here now, I say, you know, I have this, I walk the line in between being very strategic and having more of that male dominant kind of decision making and all that. And then also the very feminine, intuitive, the creatrix. The And what I see is the creatrix movement really is that neutral point when where we embrace both of those. And so, and I remember as I'm thinking now, having conversations where people would ask me about in my old job. And I said, you know, I have this combination of being very strategic and very creative as well, which made me a very good executive. And also it made it very easy for me to have a great relationship with the creator, the creator side of things from giving feedback to understanding, you know, beyond just what was on paper. I could always see bigger picture. And that's what really kept me thriving in that job and staying there and had all these moments when I was like, I'm still done with this. I want to do something else and (laughs) I'm ready for what's next. And I stayed with the company for nearly 16 years. Eventually was laid off. There was some shakeups happening. And so my position was basically, you know, dissolved and somebody else was given responsibilities were dispersed among different people. It was a time of a lot of shakeups in the company in general. And it was very divinely timed because I'd been having a really hard time with everything that was shifting. And in terms of management and leadership, it was very challenging for me emotionally. I remember having it running the gamut of all the anxiety, all the like just taking a breath before I stepped into the office and just like, I'm going to make it through the day. It was a hard time. So I was laid off. This was early February, 2018, February 6th. And my husband and I had just bought a house that day. Like literally that day we had signed a contract on our first home that we were so excited about, of course. And here I go, I get laid off. It was like, oh, thankfully we were able to cancel that. I do have a very, an experience of being in the space of a lot of decision-making, big budgets, working with a lot of... Thankfully, in my career, I had the opportunity to work with a lot of women. I had a lot of female bosses throughout my journey there, female colleagues, a lot of male colleagues and male bosses and all that stuff as well. But I did 
find it interesting that there was a good opportunity to learn from. And also what that does is that it helps you see even more how as women, we interact in those kinds of environments. As I've grown, as I've evolved, as I've taken myself on from this very like transformational perspective in terms of who am I and my spirituality and my inner growth and my own sense of leadership, my integrity, authenticity. I think now, like I would love to put myself who I am now in some of the situations in the boardroom that I was back then. Oh, I would light up some fires in a good way. There would be so many things that I would say, so many things I would take a stand for, so many Mm. things that I would have just had the opportunity to do differently. It's not like a regret thing. It's not like, oh, but it's like knowing what I know now. My goodness, if I could go back and just like insert my current self in my body back then and in my brain and be like, no, 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 this is how it's going to go down. Ooh, it would have been interesting. You know, plus they say going through, you know, entrepreneurship is... on a whole level itself and learning who you are even more, even more deep. So what I hear you saying is, first of all, you're the most humble woman I know. You don't often talk about your status before becoming an (laughs) entrepreneur. (laughs) That's just something I've noticed. And then when you speak, you're very positive about the experience that you have uh, Mm -hmm. working in, in the corporate world. And from what I hear you saying, you had great ideas Whatever you were bringing to the table was great, but at the same time, you still had issues with, you know, other, with maybe men or, you know, just maybe more of that masculinity that came in that kind of totally created that stress. And so, yeah, and, and here's the thing too about that mask. It's not just the overt masculinity of working with other men and mm-hmm. them making decisions mm-hmm. or the politics that happen when you're a woman in, in the boardroom, let's say. It's not just that. It's the insidious things that come with the patriarchy Mm. that have to do with you got to do some things a certain way. You've got to play the game a certain way. Not just only, and this affects the men too, by the way. We're all, we all suffer from the shitty parts of the patriarchy. Mm -hmm. Is there, you know, most of it is, well. We're, We're not yeah, put I don't want to put all men down. Right. I don't want, no, no, no. And it's not even about putting the guys down, but you know what I mean? It's like, as I think about it now, it's both the moments when you're having an actual like interaction with a male counterpart or boss or something. And what that means for us as women stepping into our leadership and and the ability that, you know, using our voice and the comfort that we have and everything, but also all the other ways that we were shown, this is how you do life. This is what success looks like. This is how you prove your worth. All of that stuff. Yeah, I absolutely get it. And that actually leads me to my next section, traditional business versus the new economy, which is like the give to grow model. So what you're talking about is stuff like closing sales versus building relationships, profits before people, efficiency before compassion, feeding a mindset primarily focused on bigger, better, faster, stronger versus the new economy, which is empowerment rather than power, Mm -hmm. generosity rather than scarcity. Or collaboration rather than competition. I mean, come on. That's Mm -hmm. you all day. That's us all day. How many times have we collaborated with women? We're not in competition with women. When you're well-balanced, you can have wonderful conversations with everyone. And even in my workforce, you know, I mean, we've had conversations before. You know I work in a male-dominated place. Mm -hmm. And it can be overwhelming, overpowering. It's just you feel engulfed by it. And then your insides are like... Wait, <laughs> why yes. don't we figure it out this way? We can get to a win-win situation. Why do we have to be, you know, so competitive? And that's what you almost feel like, well, for me, I was suppressing it and I was trying yes. to, and then a lot of women end up trying to be like men, which is again, back to the facts, why women businesses are failing because they're mm-hmm. trying to be like men. You can't really have a heart-centered business and try to be like a man. It's not like you said before, you've got to balance the two. Yeah. And that goes back to the masculine and feminine energy that we all have inside of us. And you can literally tell, I know you can, I know I can, not everybody can, but you can tell when someone is well-balanced. <laughs> Mm-hmm. When you're speaking to them, when you're having a conversation and, you know, about anything, you can immediately tell. And that's what it's almost like, oh, here we yeah. go. <laughs> yeah. And then you get into a world like yours where you're in this, you know, the creatrix in which, oh, I love that word that you created, the creatrix, <laughs> because we are in our creativity. We are in mm-hmm. our, you know, we're in our element and the fire just blazes 
inside of you when you are aligned. Oh, yeah. it's just wonderful. Yeah. I know. I wish I could fully take credit for Creatrix, but I take credit for the movement. <laughs> Girl. <laughs> you, Creatrix and consciousness. See, I told you, you're so humble. It's just adorable. <laughs> um, no, I mean, everything that you're saying, I'm like, it's just so on point and such a juicy and necessary conversation. What comes up for me is, as we think about the new creator economy, the new economy of heart-centered businesses, it doesn't matter whatever it is that you're doing, it, even if it's not considered a sort of heart-centered business, let's say. You're right. You're selling a product. I don't know, whatever you're doing, but you're a woman running the business. Here's my hope is that we all give ourselves enough time to keep experimenting with this new model of building businesses, of growing together. And I say that because we've been operating from a certain default standpoint for so long. Like this is how things are done. So as we're stretching in new terrains, the guidebook isn't really there. We're like growing something. We're creating something as we go. And so many of us are doing it now, which is just incredible. So my hope is that we hold on, like we hold on to the vision. We hold on to working at it together. We hold on to knowing that it is possible to absolutely thrive, even when we don't have the proof of it. Because here's the thing, when you read uh, the stats, there it is. There it is. there's no like, oh yeah, like that's the path. I'm going to follow what she did. Like right. think about the female leaders that we can look up to. Many of them right now that I'm just thinking like off the top of my head have probably veered into more of a male way of doing things, right? From their attitude to their dress to their everything. Why? Because it's almost like that's what was necessary for us to be taken seriously. When your truth is yearning to come out and be fully like self-expressed and like imagine a world where the woman doesn't need as simple as a suit to like be taken oh, seriously. Like right? even as something is like, it seems so silly, oh, God. but the way we dress, the way we speak, the way we write, the way color all of our the hair, things, yeah, absolutely. the way we do our hair, like everything it's. And of course, that's an external reflection of everything that's happening inside mm-hmm. where we may not be sharing because there's this fear, but will I be <laughs> I judged? Will I be not be taken seriously? I won't be respected. And it's interesting because, and this came up this week in one of a session within, in the Creatrix Collective, actually, that we talked about imagination and we talked about holding this creativity and this as, you know, the feminine, we have the opportunity to tap into the void. Like we literally create from nothing, right? That is part of what we do. It's like the male, the masculine energy tends to protect more of what's already been created. Mm. So the women really, we have this power of being ultra visionary because we can see beyond what's already here. We can see what doesn't exist. And that's in the realm of imagination. It's in the realm of the unknown. It's in the realm of divine. It's very cosmic, creative. Mm -hmm. And those are the very things that have been looked down upon. They've been ostracized. They've been like, oh, that's just just that phrase. That's just your imagination. That in itself, like the faculty of – think about it. Imagining something into being has been put down as something that's childish. And so many of us in the conversation, women just like you and I, these like visionaries, we're building our businesses. Mm -hmm. We have this fear of – a couple of them said, you know, I have this fear of being seen as childish. Because I carry this like innocence, this like childish energy. And it's not innocence. It's this, well, it is, but it's this like not kidless. It's something that I think is very tied to the essence of creation. Absolutely. And so then we want to fit into this square mold of like, no, 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 let me do, let me talk like this because that's what the guys will respect. Right. And instead of going from that space of bringing that wonder in, we kind of put it off to the side. And then just think about what happens. That's like a domino effect where you have that part of you that you constrict, you keep in a little dark box inside your soul. That then breeds a sense of anger, resentment, because you're not being you, right? So then we get we get resentful and we may not even realize why. Oh, that- and then that breeds a layer of like, harshness and that creates like a like a shield that that's what creates like a the, wall and it prevents the, you from actually moving forward and then you can't really access your intuitive self you can access that like You've vulnerable authentic that like the true creative point because you're like no that's not so 
we get to do some digging and unearth that again and rediscover what that is because it really is rediscovering. Which is exactly what you do, you know, as a business coach in our group, at least. And I say our group because I am part of her group where a bunch of women, you know, and you hear it, you hear it. And it's all different for everybody, the blockages. And quite honestly, I feel like the workforce has created those blockages and they come up, they're triggered by it. They come up and it is very healing to go through. And you're like a healer for us because you're helping us go through these blockages that you see all of us have. And we all have kind of different ones at different stages and different phases, you know, confidence, boundaries, whatever the case may be. But I feel like that patriarchal world has created this sense of just being you know, somebody that we're kind of not, you know, that we have, we know there's more in us that's mm-hmm. capable. And we're like, we know we've got it. You know, we can do this business. We can start our own business. We can run this place inside out. You know, there's a lot of people that think that way, mm-hmm. um, but they're just not open to their creativity, which I think, you know, that's a whole other subject, allowing, you know, allowing companies to allow their employees to be more creative, which can only be beneficial for everybody, really. But yeah, and that's exactly what you do is that you you help us women come out of that and find the creatrix within. What did you say? The creatrix consciousness. I love it. And the magic that you give us. And you do it through, you know, like Alicia Keys has her new thing with uh, the Deepak Chopra meditation. She talks about yeah. rituals and she talks about meditation. And that's what's helping us to find our divine feminine. And yes. in order to, because you got to find it in order to listen to it, in order to balance it. <laughs> so if yes. you find it, you know, we're, we're all screwed. But this is just the start of women doing it. And then mm-hmm. hopefully men will realize the importance of pulling in their divine feminine as well. Because now listen, the masculine in me is very thankful. I'm positive you wouldn't have been able to make it make it to what were your senior director without that mm-hmm. masculine ego inside of you like, bitch, you can do this. <laughs> Go get it. <laughs> you know, and mm-hmm. that what, that is what pushed you forward to getting that. But at the same time, listening to you, you had all this creative energy and what a better place to have it, you know, than a network like that. But at the same time, you were pulled down by the stress and then, you know, the men involved. Mm-hmm. Oh, gosh, so. Yeah, that's what I call the shift. And that's what I'm starting to see is the shift is that the world is just starting to realize the importance of femininity. It needs to be in the workforce. And matter of fact, I found a quote today from the Atlantic magazine back in 2013. The Dalai Lama said, the world needs more leaders with compassion. And that means the world needs more female leaders. Biologically, females have more sensitivity about others' well-being. And that's one of the things you didn't say the words exactly, but you were talking about just that radical empathy, you know, mm-hmm. being having a business that and you're right, it doesn't matter if it's spiritual business, if it's a nail business, if it's a hair business, if it's selling a product or a service, whatever the mm-hmm. case is, the fact that I think a lot of us appreciate customer service being kind and going that extra. Yeah. Like when I find there's one company that I love calling, I don't even care if I have to call them because they're just so kind. Hell, I almost am brought to tears sometimes because they're just so overly nice. <laughs> Isn't that so wonderful? Like, you know what I mean? To have that experience. Yes. <laughs> yes. And the more and more I see it, I'm like, this is what it needs to be about because you're going through something. I'm going through something. And if people just realize that radical empathy is exactly how to get to the hearts of everybody, then it wouldn't be like selling something. It would just be like an understanding of it more like. So yeah, I'm impressed by how you put all of this together with all the women that you have. And it just, I'm excited for it. You know, what keeps coming up is also this sense of us needing this permission, right? And it's like the permission to show up as yourself. And That's like a double-edged sword, right? Because you don't need permission, right, for anything. Let's get that clear. And I say that, I use that word because it's come up in conversations I've had around this whole idea of, you know, stepping into your power from the standpoint of when women see others doing that, going there, getting vulnerable about it, saying the thing, building the business, like bringing it into existence, it gives permission for others to see what's possible as well. and. There's this catalyzing that happens collectively as we keep witnessing each other doing it. You witness another woman standing in her power and you get to celebrate her and in her power and in her vulnerability, like all of it, right? Right. And that's where these spaces. And also like 
in very stark contrast with what happens in corporate where you've got to show like one face of like mm-hmm. whatever, wherever you are, whatever you do, you know, you keep everything else behind and you sort of spill it with a girlfriend or whatever. And there's a time and a place for everything. But the beauty of what's happening with as we co-create in relationship and in relation with other female founders is that the way we see each other is is really multidimensional, is in all of our facets. We allow ourselves to see the breadth of who we are. We're so multidimensional, not just because, you know, all the different cosmic dimensions, which is all that talk that you and I love, yes. but also because we have so many aspects to who we are. Even our like, you know, our earthly versions have all these different, you know, we've got the professional one, we've got the goofball, we've got the one who is super emotional and cries a lot and the one who will like get shit done. And You're so right. we tend to feel because we've been asked to kind of define who you are with your job, with where you go to school, like you define who you are, like you put yourself in that box and then that's how people can understand you. So then of course what happens is that we're like, no, 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 there's so much of me. I'm a chameleon. Like, oh my goodness, I can't possibly fit into that little box you want me to fit in. So I think as women, we're able to see each other, witness each other in that space of, wow, I am so much more. And what you were saying about entrepreneurship specifically at the beginning, how it is one of the journeys that will put you up against all of the triggers, the fears, the growth, the beauty that like, oh my God, because it is a very personal journey. It is. It brings up everything in you. And so when we're able to open up that conversation among each other and talk about what it means to show up in the world with this perspective of like, this is who I am and I'm going to stand there and I'm going to, I'm going to create a business that is from this like heart, this vision, this mission. I don't care what it is. You could be a spiritual healer or you could be selling the gal who fixes cars and sells awesome car parts. And it's the energy that we're putting into everything. And so the more we can keep opening up like the conversation and the space and that's the alignment. That's where it all comes together where the universe is like, take the leap. I'm right behind you. I will catch you every time. Yes. And it's the only thing that's stopping that leap is us, is the fear in us. And you're right. You were talking about, you know, how we fit into these little boxes, right? I'm like, okay, well, I work for a corporate company. Damn boxes. Yeah. It's a fucking boxes. And I'm like, well, that means if I wear a suit to work, then when I go pick up my kids, you know, from daycare or when I go out in the world, I need to look semi-professional. I, need, I always have yeah. this thing in the back of my, I know I need to wear my khakis and my button up white shirt when I go out to this picnic t- with my coworkers or, you know, <laughs> or if I go out to the grocery store, I can't go on my PJs, which I would never do anyways, but still you get the point. Yeah. The yeah. point is it's, you know, you just get put into this box and then. I was listening to a uh, Dr. Rachel Eva. She's a holistic doctor. Uh-huh. She was saying that what we do is it, she compared it to like license plates. She's like, people everywhere are just obsessed with license plates. They're just obsessed with, you know, like putting themselves in the I am whatever or, you know, <laughs> whatever, the beach things, the dog, yes. the, friends, the family, whatever. And oh then she God. was like, so you know, good. what she realized is she was like, oh my God, like what kind of boxes am I putting myself in? Not just externally on my car, but like in my mind, you know, like what am I doing that's unconscious that I don't realize I'm doing that I need to realize that, wait, stop. And then you've used this word a couple of times so far, but that's where the I am comes from. I am because I am every damn thing. I am a rapper in my own right, in my head. No one knows yes. that other than us. <laughs> now, now the whole world. <laughs> now I'm waiting I rap. for I think I can sing, you know, in my head, in my shower. I know I can sing. I sound like the best damn thing ever. Yeah, right. But still, I feel like I sing great. I feel like I'm a great entrepreneur. I feel like I'm a great mom. I'm a great sister. I'm a You're great hilarious, daughter. by the way. <laughs> so are you. you are oh you are a, you are a spark, a spark oh starter. Gosh. And you just bring the joy. You like bring you. the joy. I am. And that's what I tell people. I am the party. And they're yes, like, you really show are. Up, I am the party. It doesn't <laughs> matter. Have fun with yourself. Love yourself enough to know that you are the party. Mm-hmm. You are who you show up. So she was, she basically went on to say that instead of trying to put yourself in a box, just say, I am. I am everything. I can be everything. I can go to the club and listen to rap music and dance. And I can also go into the boardroom and be professional. And guess what? I can still be beautiful and sexy at the same time. (laughs) It's so much Mm -hmm. that we are. It's not just like we're enclosed into one little thing. So it's been great to be, the more and more I get aligned 
Mm-hmm. The more confident I feel, the more I just, so I don't know. It's it? just like a it's great, freeing. It's to me that's very freedom. freeing. Now, mm-hmm. you know, the dark night of the soul, the, you know, going through it, it's rough, but you're learning more and more about yourself. Yeah. You're standing in your truth. And that's what you were talking about earlier when you said, I wish I could go into the boardroom because you know your authentic self, like oh. the fifth degree now. You know, this, and then yeah, you know that was, your creativity is off the chain. I mean, yes. just your reels alone are great. Oh, I was my like, gosh. I was like, this is a dude with a co- <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> thanks. I know. I know. That's just, I crack myself up and it's been so freeing. Like, talk about freeing. Yeah. Totally. Listen, with the confidence that I have now, especially after doing those damn reels, I could go back to that boardroom and be like, listen, this listen. is what's up. Let me bring <laughs> yeah. it down to you, bro. Yeah. <laughs> like, and with confidence and then still oh, yeah. be able to, you know, still be able to say, listen, yes. I'm open to listening. I'm oh, yeah, open yeah. to listening. This isn't, I'm not saying I'm hard and steadfast and this is how it's going to be. No, I'm just yeah. coming to a place of knowing my confidence, knowing that I trust my intuition, knowing that I've been aligned as best as I can yes. and being able to be open. And that's part of the divine feminine is being yes. open, being open to, you know, that creativity, being open to allowing people to tell their opinion and you be okay with it. That yes. is perfectly fine. Because and that's you're the you thing is me. that true confidence, it, like you're saying, it's very, very grounding. It's a, mm. it's a very grounded experience. Yep. So there is very little that can happen externally that shakes you. It's really like the definition of that confidence it's not the bravado or the ego or yes yeah we we get to have that swagger also cuz i'm yeah. like you know oh. we got to like let Absolutely. it up right but confidence is about being very grounded and so it's this yes. experience of no matter what's happening externally you're able to weather it completely differently oh, and not tell be me as shaken it. so you can respond you don't like one of the things that tends to happen a lot and there's been incredible research done on this. And I was listening to someone recently, I forget who, but she was talking about this phenomena of as women, we tend to freeze, right? When something, you know, we're either asked a question or something where it's like posed in a, let's say it's an energy that's very like male. And we can't, we might freeze because we have not been, it's almost like we haven't practiced the art of responding mm. from our truth, right? Yeah. So from like really That's like a being. Post right there, girl. <laughs> haven't practiced the art of our truth. Go and practice like on our truth. Responding rather than reacting. And so it may take a second for us to like, okay, let me take a breath and let me. So what happens a lot of the times is that we can freeze. And anybody who's, you know, when you're listening, like think about the experiences you've had. And this could be, of course, there's the threatening situations, which let's say non-threatening situations with a question from your boss, a question from a colleague, a question from your partner, a question from a friend, like that just comes from a space where then you kind of freeze into not being able to share the fullness of who you are Mm. in that moment, not be able to articulate everything that you have inside. So then you might get the, yeah, yeah, whatever, it's okay. Or you say something and then you're like, why didn't I say this other thing? So we get to practice articulating. And that's why I also really believe in spaces where as women, we can gather to speak our truth because so many of us have been taught to like, no, 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 keep that quiet. Yes. You know, shut it down. And you can tell generationally also. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We are healing. Like you you said the word before, we are healing all these multi-generational ancestral wounds around what it means to speak our truth, to speak our mind. And it can be in situations where we're really being activists about something that we're kind of like, you know, pushing something over the edge or we're just being clear at home about what our needs are. It's that simple. Like it's articulating what my needs are. This is what support looks like or this is what I need in this moment rather than shoving it down. So first normalize like these conversations really are so, so important. And practice, practice the art of speaking our truth. It just, the freedom takes in and you no longer have to feel like you're defending yourself. You know, you go go from that space of like, I'm defending myself. Fight or flight space. Fight or, exactly. No one wants to be in the fight or flight space. That's it. Because you're not able to think straight. You're not able to make good decisions from that space. You've got to be in the opposite space and, and listening to you. We have to be vulnerable. And that's what we talk about when we mention, you know, we've said aligned a lot, but sometimes people don't understand our jargon. So I'm just going to break it down real quick. You know, when we say aligned and you just finished talking about it, but 
it means you've got to be vulnerable enough to tell yourself the truth. Mm -hmm. Some of the questions that you ask us actually in the group that we, you know, you give us these worksheets at the end of our, our sessions. And one of the things is... If you can't be honest with yourself, we got some problems. You got mm -hmm. problems. And you're going to have to realize that you have to finally be honest with yourself because that's being confident comes from being vulnerable. So you got to break everything down in order to build everything back up. Yes. You can't build it on. So it has to be built on solid ground. And in the tarot world, they call it the tower moment because it is not built on solid ground. <laughs> I'll say tarot, but I mean more like spiritual world, you know? Mm -hmm. And that's why, again, why I took your course because... Although I had my business, I did want it to be built on that spirituality piece of it. And it's yeah. so important because I come from a very religious background. My grandmother was a trustee in the church. She dealt with all the finances for years. I was in the church hours, Wednesdays, Sundays. I mean, all the time. My aunt is a preacher, you know, my whole family, very just religious. But my spirituality comes from, you know, using stuff like crystals and knowing yeah. innately who I am. But I have to be vulnerable enough to do that with myself and knowing that nature is helping me, you know, essential oils or stones or tarot cards, but mm -hmm. it all kind of comes in and, and whatever your thing is, whatever your thing is, you've got to get vulnerable enough with yourself because that's where your confidence is going to come out. Yeah. That's, that's Thank where you, for you speaking built into that, oh, that yeah. like your own, your experience. Cause I can resonate so much with that. Like having that side of you that wants to tap into the elements tap into tools that allow you access to your intuition, yes. your divinity yes. and whatever we've been raised. It's, you know, it might not have been the cup of tea. <laughs> it might not be something we were exposed yeah, to. Exactly. And so as we begin to tap into that, it's like, but what you said about the vulnerability, it's like admitting to yourself, like, wow, this is an important part of my life. And how can I incorporate this? Then getting into female leadership is how can I incorporate this into my life, my decision-making, my ability to bring myself back to equilibrium, to resource myself? Because that is such an intrinsic part of being just such a delicious history of ritual and of, oh. you know, women coming together in circle, in sisterhood, and, you know, working with the elements. Like, this is what is at our core. Like, we have lost. We, and now we we're coming. We feel it in a deep it. space. Yes, we, we feel it. it in a deep space. And then that's why, to me, it felt very natural to buy a crystal. Yeah. You know, it was not natural for me to get into tarot. I was like, God? Yeah. Because it was like, I was pregnant with my second son. And I was like, a girlfriend was like, can I do a tarot reading? And I was, I was like, oh, I, I don't God, know. Is this, is this okay? Know? Am I going to get I literally, like I sat there. I prayed for like six weeks before I gave her a response. And I was like, okay, God's not giving me an answer. So that tells me it's an okay. Because he would have given me, you know, a straight up no. Like, yeah, yeah. I'd have known. But I didn't get that feeling. I was okay with it. And that's how I got started in it. But a lot of people think it's woo-woo when it's not. All it is, is just you, you using different tools and different techniques because everybody's journey is different. And what you're going to find is it all is going to feel very natural once you start getting into the spiritual world. And really spirituality is just trusting your intuition. It's just you yeah. because to me, God lives inside of all of us anyways. You just have mm -hmm. to learn to listen. And if you, I tell people all the time, praying is you talking to God, meditating is you listening. So you have mm -hmm. to listen to yourself in order to find the bullshit that's no longer serving you yeah. <laughs> in order yeah. to, you know, because no one wants to go to work. And, and you, I heard you say it earlier. I did it too. You know, when you wake up and you're like, shit, like I got to work. Like I got to deal with these things all over again. You know, I'm uncomfortable. I'm not in my element. I'm not confident. Now I literally wake up. I have my ritual. I have my meditation and mm -hmm. I work out for stress. And then because of that, I'm able to go to work in such a different space. Now, my mm -hmm. stress is differently. You know, if I have to spray some Agua de Florida, I'll do that. Or if mm -hmm. I have to grab a crystal and put it in my underwear so that shit soaks into my skin all day, you know, but a rose quartz or whatever, <laughs> or a blue lapis or whatever I on my throat that. chakra. I yeah, bring it, bring it. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and my days are so much more calm. So yeah, that's the vulnerability yeah. piece that I wanted to bring it back to because it all ties back into gaining that confidence and, yes. and allowing that creative side of you to open up, you know, balancing those chakras again, those meridians in your body because energy is real to allow coaches like you to coach us into our creative creatrix that's inside of us to in turn heal ourselves and then go and grow our business from a place of love and mm -hmm. radical empathy and just 
being understanding and still make money doing it. Like, oh, since yeah. when? Since when can you not make money and still come from a radical place of empathy? I think that is absolutely 100,000% doable. And I'm talking about way more than $100,000. Oh, <laughs> we will shift that number. Yeah. <laughs> and, I mean, that stat will change. Yes. When we go getting into that whole finance piece, I think it's so important and such a beautiful opportunity for us to radically shift the understanding of it's like tie like our worth tied to money, like healing that and opening up to the abundance of really letting in like the exchange. It's like if you think about everything that we put into the world as women. Everything we do for everybody, we do it for everything we think about every time we think ahead about something, every time we're in our, there is so much, let's call it invisible labor that's happening behind the scenes, right? (laughs) That's exactly what it is. I mean, (laughs) and it's like, we literally move like the machinery of life, of homes, of businesses. We're at the heart of everything. We run circles around these men. And (laughs) hate to say it, but we do. Again, like you said earlier, nothing against the guys, but we we have not fully like owned up to it ourselves. There's no equality, like really. I mean, obviously we know that, but in the sense that people think, oh, well, then one of the fears that as women we we can have that we get to dissolve is like, oh, I'm going to be too much. And then Mm. as I show up in my power and my Mm -hmm. leadership and my creativity, however it is that that's coming through, then it's like too much for other people, for other men, for other women. And I think that's also what has kept us making a lot less money. Yeah. Because the guys don't think about that and well, on the contrary. And yeah. so, you know, there's this piece about if I'm too much, including making too much money, like subconsciously, we cut ourselves off because we don't want to deal with other people looking at us like, well, who does she think she is? That, right. you know, right. infamous question we're so afraid of in our heads. Yeah. That is a great point because being a Latina, being half black, I have to constantly tell people, I've, I've had to tell managers before who've asked me like, you know, who would you want to take your spot? You know, we're going to move you. Can you find us other women? And I've had an example where my manager wouldn't look at a, a lady and I said, listen, give her a chance. You need to interview her first. Find, you, you already know what your weaknesses are. See if she can match those and then go from there. But give her the interview first. You know, don't just say, Anya, you know, I heard bad stuff about her. I said, listen, first of all, she's simply a black woman who is a definitive black woman. Just because I'm definitive in my stance doesn't mean I'm an angry, mad black woman. It doesn't. Mm. I promise you it doesn't. It just means I know where I stand. And she worked in our hubs and she was like a mother hen to all these young kids that were coming in. I mean, our turnover rate was horrible, but she was like a mother hen to these kids. And when somebody asked her to work faster to make a number, she would say no, because of that's going to be unsafe. And I don't agree with that. That doesn't make her a bad employee. Mm. That actually makes her a definitive woman that's standing her ground that I can respect. Now, had the other person been balanced, which that's what that tells me. If you think I'm too much woman, that tells me that you're not well balanced enough to understand a woman standing in her truth. I think that that's just such a ugly, just like the word woo-woo, hate the word woo-woo. And the same thing with that mad, angry black woman syndrome. What? Stop it. Mm-hmm. It's not necessary. And it's almost like a go-to. It, yeah. You know, the first thing they want to say, and that's like, absolutely not. It is okay yeah. for me to have an emotion in a conversation. That's okay. Now, a lot yeah. of people will say, don't go putting your emotions out there. What? Well, well, and I, in my mind, I'm thinking, well, hold on. As long as I've calmed down from it, as long as I've gotten grounded, it's okay for me to express my opinion. There might be an emotion behind it because I will feel slightly triggered behind it, but there's no reason for me to say, oh, just keep a business on it. Just keep a business. It, it's okay to bring in that emotion. And that's what I think businesses are lacking or yes. companies are lacking is understanding that women are emotional. We are going to be emotional, but that doesn't mean we're mad and angry, black, mad and angry or whatever the case may be. It's funny. But the thing is that most people are so suppressed themselves that they're actually in fear of somebody expressing any kind of emotion. But it's Mm -hmm. because they're very suppressed themselves. So they're afraid of it's almost like this thing of like it's very magnetic when you see somebody who's standing for something that they believe in. Yeah. And it's threatening for those that 
are very suppressed in their own emotions. And it's like, no, 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 you don't do that again, because it's like, no, there's a, there's a way there's a, there's this default understanding of Mm -hmm. you do this, you don't do that. And God love like every single woman right now who is standing for a movement in her own right that is speaking out for, like you said, like enough. We're done with that. It, it can get hard at times too when you feel like you're the only one standing. Yeah, you know, and you just want to. And there's so many yeah, other and, women who are around who you're fighting for, and they're almost not fighting for themselves because, like you said, they're yes. just suppressed so much. Oh my god, that they're not able to speak that truth because they're not being vulnerable enough with themselves because they're I falling love- under that patriarchal system. Oh God, yes. Yeah. I love that you're saying that, and it brings me back to my comment earlier about my hope is that. We have the stamina, I'm going to say, the resilience to keep up the conversation around awakening into the new paradigm of feminine leadership, which is really where I also see my role is how can I in some way impact what that is? And can we all have the stamina to do that and to keep speaking into it, whether it's for entrepreneurship or it's for the even more important social movements that are happening around just seeing the truth of who everybody is. And it's like, may we, because ha- what you said is so true. It's like, you can have the the stamina, but it takes a lot. And if around you, you see others that it's like, it's like you keep going, right? And you're moving this like big boulder up the mountain and you're like, hey, come here, give me a little bit of help. And then some people will help you a little bit, but then a they're like, bit. well, but actually that was really hard and heavy. And you're oh like, oh my gosh, damn. Right. But, <laughs> but come we're on. We're not there yet. We're not, like, we haven't made it yet. Like you're we're not there. Keep going, right, right, right. Yes. Yes. And and then you realize in all honesty, not only is your healing on you, but you your life is on you. You know, how you treat people, how you treat yeah. your yourself. And that's another thing. You can tell people how the way they treat you. Sometimes it's not you. People treat you as good as they treat themselves. That's what I'm saying earlier. You can always tell when someone isn't there and balanced. Another thing that you had, uh, we were, that made me think. So recently, a year ago, our company hired a female CEO. Her name is Carol Tomei. She came from Home Depot. And what I've noticed is the men in these upper positions, these upper level positions are definitely, they're, they're definitely more, I wouldn't say emotional, but I, I would just say more emotionally balanced. They get their cue from her and she's such to me, I can tell she's well balanced. She's very thoughtful in her words. She's, she's very much about the people. She even came out with an article and then also she did a video about mental health. And what I've noticed is in mm. conversations with men at that level is that they're, they're more gracious. They're more appreciative. They're not like, oh, I need this report now. You know, they're like, good morning and thank you. And it, it, you can tell the difference. And I'm glad it's to see so it. so powerful. It is. Mm-hmm. And I, although, you know, you said, or oh, what did you say earlier? You know, it's, it's almost like you've got to carry the fight. And at the mm-hmm. same time, you're like, why? Why do, why do we even have to deal with the fight? There's a reason for everything. And we know that this is happening for a reason. Yeah. The universe is doing it for us women. It's almost like it's giving us thicker skin for the fact that they're saying, okay, now we put a seed in you a while ago about starting your own business. It's been growing. And now yeah. that you've been at these places and it's been helping you and forming you and building you into, you know, have that masculine side. Now let's go dive into the feminist side of it. Mm-hmm. That's what I was going to say earlier is that the thing around money, you literally have a whole well, I would call it a workshop, but it was really like a course, a class. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, mm-hmm. all we did was talk about our blockages around money, you know, mm-hmm. and you, t- you know, you took us all the way back to what happened in you know our childhood, you know, and, and mm-hmm. what, how our parents affected that and how my, my single black mom affected my financial situation. And I'm, when I mean that, I mean like just her habits, you know, she's yeah, shopaholic yeah, yeah. Something, and blah, blah, blah. They were modeled for us. Regardless exactly. of what our childhood was, our parents, our caregivers modeled something for us that we took in as like, yep. That's what it is. Like, that's the formula. That's the book I'm reading from. That's the box that we put mm-hmm. ourselves. Exactly. So you got to, yeah. you know, unfold those boxes and just cut through the tape and then rebuild that box up into how you want to formulate that. And then yeah. that's when you get aligned and vulnerable and confident. And then you start to manifest and it mm-hmm. works 
out beautifully. Every yeah. It is amazing how spirit works. God, we could have a whole session about how spirit works just off examples. <laughs> I mean, if I could just open my diary and just see all the ways that spirit has just guided me through because I trusted and I listened and I, I went for it. But at the same time, I do still have these hiccups that kind of take me back a couple of steps, you know, just to be real. But it's inevitable for me. I know it's inevitable for you. It's just so great to be a part of a movement that you see you're at the front line of it. You're like, you're at the start of it. We're at the start of this, Emma. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's been going on, don't get me wrong, but I just see this movement of so many damn women that are coming out. Yeah. It's almost like they're coming out like, you know, whiteheads on a face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like they're just yeah. popping out of everywhere. They're just popping it's, out. I swear. And it's so good and rich to see women who are pulling each other up. It might not be in the workforce yet, but it is in our little community because not only are we being vulnerable with each other and some women are like, oh my God, I go through the same shit. Yeah. Before we got on here, two seconds before, we said we both had a shitty day, you know, yes. but we're on this. This is feeling us. This is giving us life. And that's what those women in the group and for any group, you know, there's and everybody mm-hmm. and listen, there's enough sunshine for everybody. Oh, my goodness. For everybody. MA, yes. Just because you're doing something that's it's similar to what I'm doing. And really, all it is is healing. You know, yes. we're, we're all just healing each yes. other and ourselves. We're all working together, and then we get to we get to work, you know, and collaborate together. It's just such a yeah. beautiful movement, and yeah. it fills our souls. It fills our hearts. Then, on the flip side of things, we can be better moms, better, just better for ourselves. Period. When you're aligned, because guess what? When I wasn't aligned. Life was a little bit more difficult. Life was so tough. A lady said it earlier, and I've said this before, it makes life more palatable. What? I was like, Mm -hmm. okay, hand clap for that. That's exactly what it makes it. It just makes it more palatable. So that was all the questions that I had. so many. Tell us what projects are you working on? God, girl, you work on so much shit at the same time. It's amazing. So tell us what you're working on now. Okay. So right now, well, we have beautiful membership, uh, the Creatrix Collective, which is really a space for visionary entrepreneurs to awaken their inner Creatrix and really look at it through a lens. I look at everything through mindset, magic, and momentum. So it's this combination of how you're showing up, understanding your magic, aligning with your, you know, your intuition. And intuition really, it's, it's one of those things that so many of us are craving and we're craving it because intuition lies beyond logic. Mm. And we're so used to like the default way of moving about life is logic. Intuition takes us beyond so way we access past. so much more. And that's why we want to like get closer to it, understand it, awaken it within us. And then of course there's a momentum. I'm huge on, you know, momentum being that thing that then is like self-fueling, right? It's like when you begin to take the steps because so, so many incredible women that have these things they want to create, but it's hard for us to just begin, just take that first because we have these like the big dream, like we see the big picture and then the big picture can feel overwhelming because yeah. it's like too much and we know what's possible, right? Mm-hmm. We see it. We got it on our vision boards. We got it in our journal. Or it's, it's too there. many little steps to know how to identify. And you're yes. like, shit, where do I start? Well, yes. that's exactly what you help to do is you break it down into little tiny bite-sized pieces that yes. allows the woman to see and build that momentum and trust that intuition. Yeah, yeah, yes. absolutely. Yeah, so that we get less caught up in the procrastination, the perfectionism, the like, I can't go because of this and this. So the Creatrix Collective is one that I'm super passionate about. And then this summer I'm doing this Creatrix content camp, which is all about creating. It's all about creating. It's all about using our voice at the end of the day. And I'm doing that through guiding those who join through prompts, ideas, inspiration, best practices, tools, resources, to create things, to post things, to share things, to like actually get their voice out there. You, you would be I, the woman to do that. Yeah, I would be the one to do that. <laughs> and I'm very good yes. at it because I've seen time and time again, we've talked about using our voice a bunch of times here today, right? So when we are able to confidently experiment to try new things as we share our voice, that in itself is such a confidence like booster yeah. because you realize that 
it's just freeing. And so I want to put, I want to help others to like take themselves on in a really fun and also very intentional and impactful way so that we can focus in on actually building momentum. So it's a very interactive kind of experience. And so we're going to, we're going to do this for the summer. I'm really excited because I think creating content and sharing content is one of those game changer things that will transform. Totally. And it it will build your confidence too. And listen, this woman, as sweet as she sounds, she's no joke. Okay. (laughs) She will put you in your place real quick. She's done me many times like that, (laughs) which I love. And speaking of the, that content and speaking in, in your voice, because, you know, I went to Arizona and we had a coaching session. It was a one-on-one session and you were like, okay, you got everything. So what are you waiting for? And you were like, you're going to do a three-day challenge. I was like, okay, great. She's like, when are you going to start? And I was hesitant. She was like, great, tomorrow. I was like, <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> in my head, I literally went to bed and I was like, my coach just told me I'm going to start tomorrow. So I'm going to start tomorrow. Yes. And, and having that coach in you... And I also played college sports and high school sports. So I don't know, something turned on to me and I was like, okay, coach said, (laughs) I was like, and when I did it, I felt so good. I was like, oh my God, she was right. I got like, I got people like it. I got people funny. Oh my God. (laughs) And it was wonderful. And I went to Arizona and I made those three videos and it was wonderful. It was just such a great experience. Now, yeah, I did slack off a little bit. I ended up, you know, having to deal with some diabetes and then, you know, got all up in my head and shit, shit happened. And that's but, okay. And it, yeah. and that's part of it too. It's it is. Like, that is all of that. Like same. Like I yes. fall off the wagon and then it's like, okay, well, how do I bring myself back into, Sometimes you, know, you need a coach to do it, to help you with yes. that. Because sometimes, 100%. listen, if we could have, if we could have done it on our, on our own, and I know you've had a coach too. You have a coach. Oh, and for sure. Yeah. If we could have done it on our own, we would have done it a long time ago, straight up. But we can't sometimes because we do get stuck in our own minds. We do get stuck in our little boxes. It takes a coach who's done it to pull you out of it. I say that because I want every woman to realize that in order, and not only just to get started, but to bring your business and your ideas to a whole new level, Mm -hmm. I highly suggest MA because she brings out that creative side of you. We have new moon ceremonies. We have full moon ceremonies. We have, you bring on so, so many different speakers and all those different elements that allow us to harness that energy that allows us to then project that out is huge for me. That was a straight up a game changer. And the reason why I asked you to be on this podcast is because of the type of coach you are, the type of, you know, what you bring into your building, what we have inside of us and how you pull it out of us and what the elements that you use and you call it magic, but it's so much more than that. It's it's just everything. But it is, it is magic because (laughs) it just feels so good. And then look, and then we just get up and start dancing for no damn reason. I mean, you pull so much out out of us, you know? So I highly suggest MA as a coach. I highly suggest you actually go and you have a free version of your membership. Is that correct? Mm -hmm. And then there's a paid version of your membership. The paid version is what I have is because, you know, it's a lot more of you, a lot more of you. And that's what I love about it. And it's just fantastic. Oh my gosh. So you are just, thank you are magical in your own right. Thank you. i for all of that, I receive it and I appreciate you sharing it. And because just like all the other, just like you and just like all the other entrepreneurs, aspiring entrepreneurs and visionary women that, that might be listening to this, it's beautiful to be able to step into that purpose of what you've wanted to do, what you aspire to do. And so I receive with so much love what you're saying because it's like a testament to the showing up, right? Like me showing up, me believing in this bigger picture, me going through the stuff that I get to go through, my own inner transformation to be able to show up and support and continue to grow through it. So it's such a joy to spark other women into their own power. And And the way you do it with just the most sweetest, humblest, badassness. It's just such a great combination. (laughs) I love it. it. So yes, any woman out there, listen, even if you just have an inclination inside of you and you're just tired of dealing with working, listen, there's a lot of us who are still working, who are still building businesses, Mm -hmm. Who, which by the way, as soon as my business takes off to the point where I can make at least enough, the same amount that I am now, but there's plenty Mm -hmm. of us out there who are simultaneously doing it. We're working in the mornings, we're working in the nights. 
you can do it. You don't think you can't do it just because you're working. Don't think that it can't be done. It can be done. It takes time little by little, but it's totally, totally doable. Yes. Okay. With that note, where can we find you? Website or Instagram? How can we? Yes. So my website is www.mariaaleandra.com. So M-A-R-I-A-A-L-A-N-D-R-A. And my Instagram is at Maria Alejandra altogether. And if you go to the Instagram, you can find all the other links to all the other places. Yeah, and the um, link tree. Podcast, YouTube. I host a podcast with my husband also, which is really nice. I, I, love, it. I love you too. You guys are just horrible. Yeah. God. God. Um, but yeah, I'd come, come by, say hello. And I'd love to hear from anybody who listened to this and you know what? sparked in you because I've certainly been on the listening end of conversations like this that I'm like, oh my God, like, yes, like, you know, you feel seen. You, I'm not doing this on my own. And, you know, Ani and I, like she said, before we hopped onto this, we both had pretty brutal days. Like we're both going through big life things that okay, I was talking to another entrepreneur friend the other day. She was like, you know, I'm just going to say, Life is really real right now. And I was like, that is such a good way. It's the only way you can describe it sometimes. She's going through the ringer also with like heavy, heavy stuff. And she was like, you know, it's just really real right now. And when it's really real, you want to have really real conversations and you want to really, really go there with people. And one of the things that I found just speaking to the power of community and finding each other when I set on my path of, okay, I want to do this. I didn't really know a lot of other people that were doing this, only like the ones that I was following or reading their books or I didn't have like a a colleague, like as Mm -hmm. many colleagues as I have now, both my colleagues and my clients who I consider colleagues as well, because we're all doing this together. So, you know, it's been so incredible to find your people and so seek them out, have the conversations, go there, like say, hey, I want to do this. Because then it normalizes what we're all we're all hoping for and makes you feel a lot less alone. You don't have to do it alone. Don't lone wolf it. Been there, done that. And God, the universe will lead you there. It's just gonna yes. take you to be to take that leap to say, oh, Let me go goodness. introduce myself because that look how we met. You know, we met yes. through a friend that I had as we were in another course. You know, yes. that's another thing, investing in yourself. Is, yes. is huge. You have to can invest I t- in yourself. Can I tell you, since you brought up our, our dear friend, Natalie, so I somehow stumbled upon her on Instagram and she did in a, a metaphysical shop that I went to, she did this go workshop to talk about angels and guidance and all that stuff. And this is when I was first tiptoeing into like, this was all the stuff that I could feel in my bones, but I wasn't yet like, you right. know, had all my Oracle cards <laughs> or like all my conversations right. with my guides. It was, right, right. it looked different. It was like, like very much there. And I remember going to this. It was a really intimate, beautiful thing. And at the end of it, I was like, wow, like this woman. Like, So I sent her a message afterwards and I was like, hey, do you want to just go get a cup of coffee or something? We met up at a Starbucks and she was so like, like, <laughs> it was so funny because she looked at me like, but do you want something? And I was like, no, I just want to be your friend. <laughs> that is so funny. That's so, so Natalie. Like classic Natalie. But I remember that time I was like thirsty for, I said, honestly, I am just because she thought I wanted to talk to her like as a coach, you know, like, hey, I want to sell you on one of my programs. Oh, sure. I told her what I did because, you know, right. And I was like, I'm just looking for a friend. And I really I and of course, I vibed with her energy. Like I could just like I felt right away. There was a click. I was like, I honestly just feel like you and I are meant to have a conversation and see where this goes. I mean, this was three years ago. Now we are the best of friends. And so when you open yourself up to an ask, like ask spirit, just ask God, ask, yeah. hey, I want to meet these people in my life. And then when you do have Be that like ready. connection, yeah. like go there. It's you coming. Know, like, right. Absolutely. And that's what, that's the manifestation part. When you manifest yeah. stuff like that, that's when stuff yes. starts to fall into your life. That's what we yes. call the synchronicities. That's when you start to see your angel numbers sometimes, or because yes. I do the same thing you do. I literally have to reach out to people for this podcast because I'm, I'm trying to paint a picture. I'm trying to make a message in these series that I'm doing. 
And Mm -hmm. part of it is I have to vibe with the other person on the other end, because if I don't vibe with you, the conversation is not going to flow. The conversation is not going to be good. So I have to vibe with you. And in order to do that, I at least need 30 minutes of a conversation prior to this so that I know who you are. And then, you know, if I have to say, no, I'm sorry, we we just ain't vibing. But that vibe is very important to me. So yeah, I do have to reach out to people like, hey, so I know I don't have a podcast yet, but if you trust me, (laughs) it could be a great conversation. You know, I really like your vibe. I really like what you're doing. Can we just have a conversation and talk about, you know, this particular topic? So yeah, you got to put yourself out there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. Talk forever. Oh my God. God. It's so good. It's just so much. So nourishing. Yeah, oh, we gotta please. we gotta come back on again, and we have to and do this again. This is there's just so much we could talk about, and so much that both of us are trying to allow and help women to see. You know, men and women really, but we do see that women are just a little bit more in tune with it right now. Yeah. So my goal is to reach out to women, you know, help yeah. them heal, and then they can heal their and families. And we make a huge impact yeah. on you know, like what you were saying, like the CEO, she's making an impact with her energy on the men she works with. I've seen as I've done my own work, I've made an impact on my husband, our communication, you know, like you said about children, you know, I have a young son. I want him to see a mom who is really like thriving in her own right, like who knows who she is. And so when I have conversations and I so admire, you know, you, cause you have two kids and you're continuing to invest in yourself and your growth, just like I am. And I so honor that because I've had a lot of women that are on the fence about investing in themselves, even if it's not a huge amount, but they're like, no, because of the kids. And I'm like, precisely do this because what kind of mom do you want them to experience? They are most likely your why anyways, you know, and when your kids are your why, you have so much to show them. I believe in adventures over toys. So I'd rather take my kid on to the Andes mountains in Colombia than buy them, you know, a freaking doll or toy that they're just going to throw away. You want to give your kids these experiences. Stop being okay with making 70 cents on the dollar. Stop being okay with being run by being taken in control by somebody else when you're the one that's in control of yourself. Be in control of yourself, invest in yourself. And then that way you can thrive and make money. And then you know what? We were talking about uh, healing your spouse. My ex-husband and I, and he's going to be on the podcast too. We have a wonderful relationship, wonderful co-parent relationship. We were able to take the emotion out out of everything that we had dealt with and for the kids, for the sake of the kids, because it is you guys all about are rock kids. stars, yeah. And and people don't understand that for the life of me. It's just so weird. They're mm-hmm. like, "Well, why do you post pictures of your ex husband?" I'm like, "What? What, what kind of question is yeah. that?" <laughs> like, they're the kid's father. Are you serious? We do things together for a reason because we still want to keep that family dynamic. And we both have had to tell couples or people that we were dating. If you can't handle this, then I'm sorry. And most people respect it. There's only been a few that are just like such admiration for that. So it get integrity and how you guys like that to me is like authenticity. And it takes a lot of courage. It does. It does. And then, I mean, for listen, it takes a lot of courage for the married woman who's in a fucked up relationship with her man. Because listen, Mm -hmm. and that's another thing. If you are not healed within, not only are you going to be screwed at work. You're going to be screwed at home. So when you heal, when you love yourself, when you become vulnerable, not only are you going to be starting your own business, but you're going to be healing yourself, your husband, your family, your kids, your relationships. And it's just going to come back tenfold on your life, period, period. So the more you fill your cup and the more that people like, it's like literally like you're filling a cup, right? That overflow of water coming outside is what everybody else is getting, which is just love, compassion humbleness, just just groundedness. It's just a beautiful, beautiful thing. I can't express enough. So yes. Yes. I love how we just like opened up like five more. Okay. We'll have to have you on again. MA, thank you so much. I love you. You Thank you for being on here. We'll have to have it again. Pleasure. Thank you for having me. Hi, citizens. I hope that episode was helpful and got you excited. If you enjoyed the content, please do me a favor and leave a review and rate this podcast so it can help me grow. Also, for more free tools to help you along your journey, go check out my Linktree website on my Instagram page at Anya Hildreth Life Coaching. And check out the website at www.anyahildreth.com. Stay tuned for the next episode.